Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I will say I love Tom Ford. Did you see recently in an interview? He was like, every man should be penetrated sexually at least once so they understand what women go through when they're penetrated. I'm like, this is so genius. Well, that's literally what Kourtney Kardashian was saying to Scott Disick when he wanted to try Ains. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Remember? I feel like sex ed should be like less about preaching abstinence and more about preaching actual forms of contraception as well as being like, also, here are things you can do better, like go down on her for like two hours. Every so often I get a strong sex urge and the only way I can take care of it is to masturbate. Dude, I would be so tight at teaching sex ed. I would pull from different resources. I would show them like a scene from Wild Things. Okay, first of all, <laughs> watching Matt Dildil smash two hot chicks is, like, not educating anyone. <laughs> I would show them the Titanic scene where they do it in the car. I want to let go, Jack. Don't worry. I'll be all right. I'll never let go. I'm Ms. J. Willie. And I'm P. Robbie. And happy Valentine's Day, listeners. And whether you're head over heels or your heart feels like a clump of trash, the queens are here for you. Oh, yeah, baby. We're super excited for today's show because today we're doing something a little diff. We're answering your questions about about romance, about sexy sex. So many of you wrote in with your hashtag relationship questions, and we picked some of our favorites, and we're here to help. But that's not all, babies. We've got a very special, also special guest. Jessica, can you please introduce our special guest? Don't mind if I dukes. Guys, gals, gender nonconforming individuals, our special guest is somebody that I know really well <gasps> and that I've known possibly for the longest time that I've ever known anybody on this planet. This person taught me how to speak and say ignorant things. Just kidding. She just taught me how to speak. <laughs> Give it up for my mom. <laughs> A.K.A. Maria. Maria, please say hi. Hi, two dope queen listeners. Oh, my Aww, God. That was so, so cute. cute. I know. It's I my love mom. that. That I was like great. I came from that. So can you tell everyone at home a little bit about yourself? I heard you're a relationship expert. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, you know, for over 10 years, my husband and I have counseled marriages and singles at our church, and we just kind of walk with them through their marriage and single journey. Oh, my gosh. How cool. What made you decide to get into that? Uh, Well, I'm just drawn to just helping people and especially ones that want to be successful about finding a mate. So Cool. That's awesome. I want to find a mate. You need to help me find a man. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. You ready to get started? Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so our very first question starts like this. Dear Queens, 
When I first met my boo, I thought he was cute but not boyfriend material. We smashed on the second date and I did a bad thing. I faked a big old orgasm because it was not going to happen with us. Then this dope grew on me. He's a real man with skills and manners and he loves his mom and treats me right. So here's the problem. Cut to two years later. It's the longest relationship I've ever been in and I'm too chicken to tell him that the first orgasm and almost every single one that followed was fake. Am I too far down this rabbit hole? I think he's going to feel really betrayed that I faked so many, but... Am I to face another couple of years of almost excellent sex from Frustrated Faker? It's over. It's Literally, not. It's over. It's not. It's o- sex is this very important part of a relationship, and the longer you're together, if you're not getting satisfied, you are going to start looking around. You're going to start, like, masturbating other people. It's been two years, and if this person cannot give you an orgasm after two years, peace out, dog. See you later. Return to sender. I'm done. Now, I disagree. I think that it would be— a bit rash to break up with them after not communicating. I think the biggest part about sex is communication. And I think that if she hasn't communicated, hey, I'm not orgasming and she hasn't spoken up about what actually she likes, which is such a huge part of sex, then you give him a chance because obviously you like him and you like his skills and you call him a big old dope. So I know you love his ass, but I I think it's worth it. I think it, it would be rash to throw out two years of a relationship with somebody that you like because you didn't communicate. That's true. I agree with both of you guys, but remember that life is a journey and it's full of lessons. At this point, she can just kind of turn around and just uh, revive things. I think kind of like a revival and just kind of speak to them and and, uh, point them in the right direction. Communication is the key. That's true. Maybe I was just too rash, but no, I just but feel like two how, years of bad sex is yeah. like, ooh, hell. Like, Godspeed, man. Yeah, good yeah. luck. Good ooh, luck. What a journey you've Whatever will move you forward is what I would say. Yeah, yes. that's a good one. Move forward, baby. Hashtag forwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. You guys are funny. Oh, you're amazing. You, you give such sound awesome. advice. Yeah, this is like really this solid. This is really yeah. good. They're, like, changing my life. Oh, you are speaking my love language, my dear. So Words wait, of your, affirmation. So uh, what are the five love languages? Can they are—I t- grew up with this because my mom's a relationship counselor. Why don't you—why don't you—, don't you, you yeah. I, instead of just explaining I love it. The, I love to hear what you caught. Cool. She's like, are you listening to me, daughter? Yeah. <laughs> um, they are words of affirmation. So it's just like, oh, you did a great job today. They are— um, touch and it's not just sex it's like maybe giving a massage or, or giving a hug next. or yeah sitting next to each other um it is a quality time which is like going with someone you love to to kind of do something that they enjoy it is acts of service it's like oh let me um help Get you take your water. hair down or something yeah <laughs> let me grease your head for you yeah i'm very maxwell and then the last one is gifts so it's like you know, if somebody goes on a vacation and they bring you back, like, this is a shot glass from Fort Lauderdale. And you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> or to leave a kissy on the bedside. Yeah, oh. little. It can be the littlest thing. And what's your go-to love lang, Maria? For me, yes. it's words of affirmation. For my husband, mm-hmm. it's uh, touch. And um, quality time. time. Oh, that's sweet. And it's always different for everybody. And a lot of times you give what you really kind of want, but the other person won't really necessarily pick up that. So acts of service is like charity? No, it's it's something Uh, that I can do that's convenient to you. You come home and the dishes are done. Your laundry is done. Mm -hmm. I should work on that Mm -hmm. I make the bed for you. I always make the bed, but my ex didn't care. He did not care about made bed, so I made it, and he was like, 
Cool. So when you find a mate who's high on the acts of service, mm. then that's something you just have to kind of work on, like put it in your planner. An act of service. That's great. Isn't that cool? Yeah, just keep it to the front of your mind. It's like kind of a cool, like simple way to sort of like keep track of everybody. I I always forget about it. And whenever I'm reminded about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And it's a great way to fill your lover's tank. Yeah, it is. Because we make withdrawals day to day. And so it's good to fill it with that. Mm. Damn. Ayala, watch the fuck out. Yeah. Don't say fuck in front of my mom. (laughs) Oh, sorry. That was inappropriate. Cool. Let's keep going. (laughs) Question. Next question. Oh, this is a fun one. I'm so excited. Hey, ladies. So I'm approaching my 24th birthday, and I still haven't had a serious relationship or had sex. Girl, that was me, too. Me, too. Me, too. I feel super impatient about all of it, and, like, I'm missing out on this huge part of life. You queens have any advice about being an older virgin? Thanks for always keeping me laughing and less ignorant, the 24-year-old virgin. You're asking a couple of the perfect people for this. Phoebe and I, I know we waited, like— to our mid twants to to do it for the first time or get in a serious relationship, um, but you're killing it right now. Still, don't put pressure on yourself. Um, make sure that the person you sleep with for the first time is somebody you really trust and like, so that it's like fun and you enjoy yourself. Yeah, and so I feel like we lost our virginities in two different situations because yours was in a relationship, yeah, and mine was just like with a friend, like a comedy friend. And it was still, like, a safe space. Like, he was super respectful. So, yeah, I agree with Jess. Like, find a guy or gal who is really going to respect you, worship you, and make you feel comfortable. Because the worst thing you want to do is just, like, rush into it with, like, someone sleazy. Just be like, oh, I'm not a virgin anymore. Yeah. Because you want it to be, like, a nice memory. And don't put any pressure on. Like, if you see a cute person, just be like, hey, let's hang out. Yeah. All right, we got the next question. Look, 2016 was terrible, right? The one good thing, I met a super hot, awesome lady. We hit it off and dated for a few months, and everything was going great until her friends told me that she voted for Trump. (gasps) She told me she didn't vote, which is stupid, but not like a crime against humanity. And she's queer and in the military. How could this be? Do I dump her? Is this a deal breaker? Is there a path forward? Team, I need help. Signed, Trumped in PA. What? Okay. This is wild. This is the wildest question. Okay. Sometimes I'm like, you have to bone and take one for the team to, like, advance society, you know? (laughs) So I feel like it's weird that she lied about not voting. Right. Like, that to me is, like, a bummer. Because, like, you're in a relationship. You want to have full disclosure. And you want to love each other for who you guys are, Mm -hmm. not for, like, what you want the other person to see in you. So I think— First, you have to deal with, like, the slight betrayal mm-hmm. um, and just talk through that and be like, look, if we're going to be in a relationship, you have to be honest with me about serious issues mm-hmm. and, like, tell me where you stand. And then the thing that I've been trying to deal with in a Trump America is, like, not cutting people off who think differently than me. And if you really love this person, I think it's good to try and figure out why they voted for Trump and see if mm-hmm. you guys can, like, meet in the middle and if this person can, like, develop their viewpoints to be more in line with yours. And if they can't and it really is a deal breaker, I mean, I don't blame you if you, like, decided to 
put things on ice for a little bit. Yeah, I read somewhere that more than dating someone of a different race, parents would rather their kids not bring home somebody of the opposite political party. And so it's a really divisive sort of issue, especially right now. At my time on The Daily Show, I got to interview this couple that had been together for 25 years, and one was a hardcore Republican, and the other was a really, really, like, hardcore liberal. And uh, I asked them how they made it work, and they said they basically realized that those differences didn't matter, and really what did matter is what bonded them together. Yeah, uh, Phoebe, like you said, open communication is crucial. And uh, I kind of look at relationships sometimes as a dance. And in the beginning, you kind of get off step sometimes, right? And this is the beginning of the relationship. This is the off-step moment. And I I think that the person should uh, give her a little grace and allow the relationship to take its course and create a safe space. And so I just say steady the course and just work on creating a safe place. All right, y'all. We'll be answering more of your questions in just a minute. We'll BRB. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com slash DopeQueens today to get 10% off your first month. And we're back. Close your legs or keep them open. My mom's going to read the next question. To put it plainly, my boy is so gassy, but like really, really to the point where I'm concerned about his health. The stench is literally putrid. They seep out while he is sleeping. Oh, my goodness. Also, we live together, so no escaping. Let's be real. I'm gassy, too. But how can I deal without getting mad at him since, well, it's really not his fault? And who is this from? Turbo Gas Queen. (laughs) That was like the most disrespectful question to make your mom read. Oh, mom, do you have any advice? (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, ooh. You know, they have these, like, air filters that you can buy. (laughs) Well, what about just, like, telling him to stop farting? Like, don't fart anymore. Or, like, give him a box of gas extras. Like, it's a vino. That's a natural body function. Is it? Yes, it is. It's like, we have to clench on first dates. Yeah. You know, what she could do is control his diet better. Ooh. And so some of that she can kind of, you know, empower herself and make and kind of, you know, I always say, you know, it's good to master on your mate, like to get your master's degree in your mate, kind of know what triggers all that gassy, puffy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, master like your that. mate is cute. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cute. Um, I think you should um, just like maybe out fart this dude and like give him a taste <laughs> of his own medicine. Like, 
just like make sure you have like a lot of whatever triggers you and then just start farting in your hand and just like hold it over his nose while he's sleeping so he knows like fight fire with fire (laughs) or in this case fight farts with farts (laughs) next question oh man here's the thing I really can't find a type I get really wrapped up in my head about it my race specifically comes up as an issue for me. I'm a taller and larger than average Chinese American, and somehow in my mind, this is the ultimate detriment to myself when it comes to dating or love. <sighs> Don't say that, girl. Okay, she continues. There's some sources of shame or fear that makes me wonder, does this guy want me as an Asian woman? Or why do I just not fit into this ideal, cute, tiny Asian girl thing? So then I get over my head with the mind games on any date with any guy, but especially white guys. I just cannot really be comfortable. Any words of wisdom? Plain Jane. No. First of all, you are not a plain Jane. Yeah, you are a hot-ass queen. Like, get out of here. Yeah. I think it's like working on that self-love and realizing your value and your worth. And it doesn't have to do with your race and how you look. I think you are a force of nature. You really are. And you are unique. And there is nobody like you on this entire planet. And I would really hope that you spend time realizing that there's nobody as as awesome and unique and wonderful and badass as you. And really, when you meet that right person, they're going to definitely date you. Like, love will find a way. And also, just start spending time with yourself. Like, take yourself out more. And, like, please do not let any guy, especially some white nah, guy, hell nah. some white-ass, pasty-ass white dude, dude Tad. fucking Scott, yeah. fucking Dale. Don't let him dictate your worth. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're amazing, and he is lucky to be going out with you. Right, right. I say, come out of your head, too. Mm-hmm. Be present. Just when you can feel yourself starting to think those thoughts, come back to center. Mm-hmm. And just be right in the moment. Be present. I think you'll begin to, as you practice that, you'll begin to experience some of those thoughts just kind of settling and dissipating and disappearing. And then you can just enjoy the person that you're with. Mm, That's great. That's really good. Okay, who wants to read the next one? I'll do it. Yay! Hey, queens. So me and the hubs just celebrated our first anniversary. Congratulations. He's a great dude, woke AF, respects and encourages me to pursue my interests, and he's hella good in the B room. Here's the problem, though. We're best friends, which is awesome. But it feels like sometimes we're more like BFFs that decided to room together than like an actual couple. Like, we'll realize that it's been a week since the trip to the Bone Zone and neither of us noticed. We were together five years before the whole marriage thing, and it's never felt that way before. What do we do to kick this funk? I'm not married, so I'm going to tap out of this. Best friends with civil benefits. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I really think this is a good time, a good season for a revival in the marriage and a good place to pull out Gary Chapman's five love languages and start utilizing that 
and you'll find that you can fill up your lover's tank and he can fill your tank up. Or oh, boy. Dude, Mom, that sounds like so sexual. Yeah, that's intense. Really intense. <laughs> intense. <laughs> well, you know, you know, every now and then all of us have to uh, take the car back to the gas station in order to get some more fuel in there. And I, it just sounds like this relationship just needs some more fuel to operate. Do you think it's possible for them? Oh, God, yes. As as many love languages as there are, there is. It is. Just take a minute and start doing what really is a priority to your mate. I personally think that being a best friend should be paramount before even really saying I do. So you carry that in and you want to nourish that. You want to keep that. You want to honor that. You want to hold it high. Because that creates that safe place to be able to be yourself in the relationship. So don't knock it. Just kind of ride with it and then add to it by just fueling your relationship with the love languages. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really great. Okay, next question. Oh, our name's Phoebe. (gasps) Hi. I come from a Muslim family, and the guy I'm dating is Jewish. It's not an issue between us, but when I think about how my family might react, I get really anxious. I'm also scared that my other brown homies will judge me when they find out I'm dating a white boy. How do I get over my fears and be proud of my new woke white boo? Or do I not? P.S. My name is also Phoebe. What? From Phoebe. (laughs) Well, as the other Phoebe, I'll kick things off. I think, you know what? First of all, I love that this is like an interfaith relation that's like really Mm -hmm. cute and that could be like a CBS sitcom. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like this is 2017. The movie Loving's out. Like, who cares what other people think about your relationship is about— does he respect your faith? Do you respect his? Do you respect each other's, like, gender and, like, your feelings and everything? Like, that's what matters most. And if your friends can't get on board with you dating someone outside of your race, they're not your friends. They're lame. Yeah. So I think you just have to be like, look, this is my man's. We've been together. We agree on this, this, and this. We really love each other. And get on board because we're awesome together. And that's it. Mom, have you ever dated a white boy? I had a Oh, I had a huge crush on a— Tom Selleck, just kidding. Yeah, in high school, in high school. No, his name was Juliet. His name was Juliet? That's hot. That's really cool. Is he French? No, he was Italian. Oh, manja, manja. No. (laughs) And and he rode a motorcycle. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. You know what? We're going to stop it right (laughs) now. Okay. Next. This is from Bo. I'm a gay, hopeless romantic stuck in a hetero small town, but I think this curly-headed cutie likes me. Mm. I'm the only guy out of the closet here, and I feel like he could be scared to come out. Should I try and help him or give him hints that I'm interested, or should I just leave it alone? Hmm. It's a great question. Hmm. Well, congrats on being um, a gay, hopeless romantic in a hetero small town. That sounds like a really interesting and unique experience that at times can be very isolating and lonely. So kudos to you. Yeah, I would try and see if you can read, like, if there are any sort of signals. Like, when you guys hang out, does he stand, like, extra close to you? And I think you could just kind of, like, be like, hey, you know, like, I enjoy hanging out with you. 
we should like try and do this like one on one. You want to go to a movie or something? Just make it super cash, so he's not like stressed out about yeah, it. You yeah, you know. Yeah, I th- I think that's exactly right. Yeah. What do you think, Maria? Mm. I think um, that it, Bo should just slow down a bit. Just slow down. He's he's letting his passions direct him and just slow down and give the other person, the other guy, some grace and give him time to unfold. Mm. Who he is is inside and it's opening up and he needs to give it some time to open up. Mm -hmm. No, but it's like because I am a romantic too, so I'm like, just go for it. But sometimes you have to like let someone go at their own pace. That's a really good point. I agree with that. You know, sometimes I, I think of relationship as uh, like a crock pot and you put ingredients in there. You got all kinds of ingredients that you put in there, which is, you know, as persons, we bring to the relationship ourselves and each one of us is unique and different. And so when we start coming together to make that relationship, kind of consider it like a crock pot. And in a crock pot, some of the best quality of the crock pot is the simmering and the time. And in that, things blend together to make this wonderful flavor. And I I think sometimes in this uh, microwave generation, we miss out on the goodness of savoring and persevering and staying the course. There's a quality that comes out in that, especially in relationships. There's a strength that comes from that. You know, we can weather anything. So I think time, when I talk about time, I'm talking about staying the course, allowing both of your uniqueness aspect to uh, come together and uh, kind of make a, a genuine, unique flavor, a oneness. I like that one. That was so good. That was iconic. Oh, my gosh. All right. This one's a good one. Um, okay. I've been dating a guy for 18 months, parenthetical, one Valentine's Day, one birthday, two Christmases, and a parenthetical, and he has not given me a gift for any of those locations. Mm. What? Am I settling or being petty? Maybe mm-hmm. both. I am 39. He is 44. I feel like he should know oh, better at, no. at his, you know, take sorry, it. Dude. I'm sorry. Giftless in Seattle. Um, Get to it. Yeah, dude. Like, this is trash. Listen to Frozen and let it go. Like, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> Z girl, that is cray cray banane. Yeah, he's forty four, dude, and he's not giving gifts on Valentine's Day, birthdays, or Christmases. I mean, is it his religion? Like, is he agnostic? Jehovah's Witness? I don't know what that is, but he needs to communicate what it yeah. is. And if you are not down to not get gifts, girl, bye. Yeah, tell him bye, bye, bye. In sync, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Yeah, this is utter trash. Like, like, what is he going to do on Valentine's Day? Just, like, look at you and then what? Are you guys, like, just watching Late Night with Stephen Colbert and then you just go to sleep? Like, (laughs) what is he doing? That's kind of hot, though. Stephen Colbert is hot. But he would need to be, like, pleasuring you while that's That's happening because it's Valentine's Day. So then it feels like a threesies. Like, on your birthday, like, is he just singing the happy birthday song and then just, like, tucking himself into bed? Like, I don't know what this looks like. And, like, it's not even, like, the Stevie Wonder version. It's, like, the dry-ass, like, white version of happy birthday, which is trash. Like, the public domain. Yeah. Costs zero (laughs) dollars. 
Or maybe it costs a million dollars to use the birthday song. No, I think it's. I think you're right. Zero dollars now. Wow. It's, yeah. That's wild. Mom, what do you think? Should she bust this bozo or what? You know what? You guys are just so quick to, like, cut. Cut. It's our it's our generation. generation. Yeah. It's like we have the internet. Like yeah. <laughs> I can Wikipedia anything. You got microfiche. Yeah, I mean, so. but she's got eighteen months invested in this person. I honestly would look at again the five languages. I know I'm probably sounding like a, you know, I'm just repeating, repeating. But giving gifts might be at the bottom of his uh, expression of love himself. So if they could just just give him a minute, give him a give him a push, a shove. And then just communicate and chat about it. Good luck, if yeah. in Seattle. Like, hopefully he gets it together. Job bless. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, is that the end? Are we done with questions? Cute, mom. You did oh it. Oh my god! Yay! You did it. You guys were awesome. You Thank crushed you. it. You're you really changed amazing. my life. You changed oh my, my life. Goodness. It's just an honor to be in your presence. Well, oh I think my we. Gosh. I think we did some great work today, mom. What do you yeah. think? I think it was amazing. I think it was. Off the charts, helping and empowering. Yeah, that's uh, me too. I just want to thank you for coming in today. You're the best mom ever. Yeah, thank you, Maria. It was so great having you. Please come back anytime. Yeah. And listeners, thank you so much for writing in. We wish that we could have got to answer each and every one of your questions, but we got lives to live and stuff. Yeah, but you know what? Happy Valentine's Day, booze. Whether you're sipping on Chianti with your boo or having a John C. Riley movie marathon for one, LOL, that's your day. <laughs> that's, that's so specific, yeah. but also John C. Riley's dope. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. He, like, killed it in Chicago. Yeah, he was good in Walk Hard at Dewey Cox. <laughs> yeah, and, like, Step Brothers. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's yeah. good. <laughs> anyway, we want you to know that we love you. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon. Like, can you totally be our Valentine? If you choo-choo choose us, hashtag The Simpsons, subscribe to the show and rate us. Yeah, and check us out on The Grom. I've been really stepping up my outfit game, hashtag Zazar Binks. Bye. <laughs> and Jessica got, excuse me, Jessica <laughs> got a dress that's a sleeping bag. You With armholes. <laughs> It really is. It's a sleeping bag with armholes. Yeah. It's like literally iconic. Don't miss it. Check it out. YQY. Um, CDG. Mom, will you say CDG with me? CDG. Yay! Charles de Gaulle. Charles de Gaulle. Charles de Gaulle. Is that what I said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an airport code. <laughs> Oh my god. That was amazing. You have to do another oh advice god, episode. You guys, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. I mean, I, this was so amazing for me. I am actually going to check it off on my bucket list. Phoebe, when she asked me, I said, You are ridiculous. She said, No, like you a thousand. Black really? Widow trying to get me in this web of yours. You are great. Just go and do your thing and let let me let me just be the wind with, beneath your wings. I'm good with that. But uh she did a YouTube did a wonderful job reversing it on me. So in